previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Are you on Twitter and all that? I am. I'm at George Mallet, G-E-O-R-G-E-M-A-L-L-E-T. I think my cover picture now is me talking to the president of the United States. You know, as you do. No big deal. No big deal. (laughs) We're Delaware guys. We hang out. Yeah, right. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Jam-packed day. We're going alone again today, at least for now. Yeah, we'll see. Maybe someone will sneak in last minute. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. But, Roxy, we have a jam-packed episode, so we're going to get right into this. We are going to save all the emails and... Tweets and... All that stuff for later on in the show, because we are going to get right into this. We are going to do one of our new segments. We're really excited about this. It's now time for... Five Great Minutes. Five Great Minutes. Oh, emphasize the great. Oh, yeah. Yes. Five Five Great great minutes. Minutes. Now, this is someone we haven't talked to in a while. It's been almost six months. Mm-hmm. I believe, what, what day did you say? May it was? 1st. May 1st, May Day. Yep. And so we're very yeah, that excited. Was, that was a big episode. It was? Yeah. It was Derby Day, too. Oh, that was mm-hmm. the, you're right. That's Derby Day. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, please welcome back to the podcast for five great minutes, Mr. Steve Lipton. Hey, Steve, how's it going? It's going great. I have a little pressure to be great for five minutes. <laughs> but All right. Well, you I'll can be good, best. but we don't want to get sued, you know, so... <laughs> <laughs> I'll talk to Bonnie gets it done about that. Yeah, right. <laughs> well, when we first started, we were going to say this podcast really stinks uh, is how it was going to be one of our mottos. And we went away from that very quickly. Mm-hmm. I think we got some lawyers suggested we not do that just in case. <laughs> but we didn't think there'd be any problems. But how's it going? It's been uh, half a year. It's crazy That's how right. quickly it went. It feels like yeah. not a day went by. It's, mm-hmm. I know. It's crazy. I know. It's been going great. I've, I've been doing a lot of a lot of music stuff. So uh, on top of the normal thing, it, it seems like a, yeah, I'm always sort of going through something. So uh, uh, I'm enjoying that. You know, just working on something uh, creative. So as long as I'm making something, I'm happy. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. We're kind of the same way, yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, we specifically wanted to have you on this episode because uh, you've got some big things coming up later this week, right? That's correct. I sure do. Well, let's wait. Uh, wait. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut you off. First, can we talk about what you did last week? <laughs> well, <laughs> last week we premiered our new video for a song called Miracle Man, which I wrote and uh, I co-directed the video and I edited the video. And so it's all first for me. I've never done a real song in a real studio with real musicians. It's usually just me accompanying myself. So that in itself was fantastic. We're up to over 2,100 views on uh, YouTube. I keep thinking one of the guys in the band is just playing it on repeat. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we're definitely going to try and get that up for you. Littles, if you have not seen this yet, Pause this podcast right now and go look at this because it's fantastic. Now, what? How would you describe it? I, first thing I thought it was like a Beatles type. What you what, mean the well, like the, the song itself or no the, no the, co- the I'm I'm sorry the video itself like the the, cost, vibe. the the costumes. Well, the real story behind the costume is I thought we were going to the costume store to get it for the genie the guy who was playing the genie, and uh, and my buddy Mark's like no we're all getting stupid costumes I'm like <laughs> okay so. <laughs> They all picked out what they wanted, and there were some there were some really awful things that were in my size. <laughs> but I saw the Beatles thing, and I'm like, "Hey, that's that's awesome. That's a little Sergeant Pepper's. All right, yeah. I can live with that." Mm, right. So I I got the, the pants were huge, and the back it zips up in the back. So once that thing's on, I have to actually ask someone to unzip me. It's kind of like a lady wearing an evening dress. <laughs> <laughs> that's but fantastic. you know. Of all the ones, I was pretty happy with what I got. So uh, no complaints from me. Yeah, that was great. I mean, it looked great. Everything, just littles. Make sure you... All right, let's... Before we... Well, we're not going to forget, but how, how can we see that? That's on your YouTube channel? It's actually on uh, Mark Bryan Music. Oh, okay. Uh, if you go to Mark Bryan Music, for those that don't know, he's the guitar player from Hootie and the Blowfish, and uh, we grew up together. We talked about that on May 1st. So uh, he's been my best buddy forever, and uh, nice enough to put together a band of all of us about 12 years ago. And so as part of that, he's put this video up, Mark Bryan Music, on YouTube. Uh, you can also find it under my Facebook page. I posted it last week. So uh, just Steve Lipton uh, on Facebook, and that'll make it easy. 
And we had that original plug in there when you first said, as you discussed earlier, when we, if you missed his interview, Littles, make sure you go back because we have a lot of new listeners now and they Mm -hmm. might not, some of them are going back and catching up and we always love that because they're making comments about these things that other Littles have hashed out months ago. Right. But it's fun when they, we revisit like, what do you put on a hot dog and how do you eat your pizza (laughs) and stuff like that. But this one was May 1st, right, Roxy? May 1st. May 1st. Don't miss it because we do. We talk about Hootie and the Blowfish. We talk about all your background growing up with him and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. And it was really it's a really great interview. I don't, yeah. I don't mean to make you blush right now, well, Steve, but thank you. it's a great, right. great interview. So now, what's the name of the song again? The name of the song is Miracle Man. Miracle Man. Now, and Littles, stay tuned because we're going to play that song today as we bring in our Meet the Littles guest in a little bit. So you'll hear the song. You're going to run to YouTube, see all that. Okay, now it gets more exciting. Later this uh, week, go. That's right. Uh, Friday, October 15th, 2021, Mark Bryan and the Screaming Trojans will be playing at the Ram's Head on stage in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, there are still tickets, some tickets available. Uh, we've sold out about 80%, but you can still wow. sneak in there if you want. Yeah, which is great for us because the last time we played was 2019. And we, you know, we play whenever it works out for Mark. But mm-hmm. Mark Bryan just put out a, a new solo album on, uh, in April called uh, Midlife Priceless. Um, okay, <laughs> he's got a gift for this because first of all, the name of the band is fantastic. The Trojan, what is it? The tro- uh, it's the Screaming the Trojans. Screaming <laughs> yes, love and, that. And the story behind that actually is that we went to middle school together and we went to rival high schools, but instead of um, not hanging out, we all became friends with everybody. So we had a band with half of my guys in school and half of his guys, and we were the Gaithersburg Trojans, and they were the Seneca Valley Screaming Eagles. So he decided oh, to call us the Screaming Trojans, which nice. is. Kind of weird, because if you don't know the story, it's just like, that is out there. But he's already in a band called Hootie the Blowfish, so... <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's just dumb names in the first place, but... Yeah. Uh, right, right. So, uh, anyway, so fortunately, we, we are playing in Annapolis, and we're really excited to be on that stage. The next night, the surviving members of the band, the Smithereens, will be playing on the same stage with the lead singer from the Gin Blossoms. So, it's kind of cool to be, like, playing where real bands have played before, and sure. real bands are going to play the next night, you yeah. know, so... It's nice. That's amazing. That's so great. You're living uh, the life. I am very happy. The guitar player from my college band is flying up from Florida, and the the drummer from that band or from the band in the summer lives like in Severna Park. So we're all kind of going to hang out and and have a good time. So that's going to be amazing. I wish we were down there. I know. That'd be so fun. Hopefully, there'll be another time where we will play in New York. Yeah. Oh, that would be even better. Yeah. You know. If we can so. get a whole album together, you know, then we'll get up there somewhere. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. That'd be great. Now, Steve, real quick, we can find you on Twitter. You're like Mr. Lips or something. What is that? Uh, I believe I'm Mr. Lip 5. Mr. Lip 5. Oh, I knew it was yes. something. Like I'm checking that right now, actually. <laughs> Roxy yeah, said uh, yes. At Mr. Lip 5. That's okay. the number five. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and most importantly, and forgive me if you said this, how can we get tickets to this weekend if we want oh. to? If you want to get tickets, it's literally ramsheadonstage.com, and then they're gonna they're gonna list the shows. Okay. Uh, you you can get you you click on ramsheadonstage.com and you, and you get to this Friday, and it'll say Mark Bryan, Hooting the Blowfish with the Screaming Trojans, and there's a buy ticket. Okay, underneath great. the bottom. Perfect. So you get there, you get you get to pick your own seat. It's a bunch of tables, so you, you can yep. sit at a six yep. top, four top, two top. All right, great. And we'll we'll try to put that stuff in the show notes too for you. So mm-hmm. great. Yeah, thank I have you it so much. Here. I really appreciate the help because maybe someone will decide to come at the last. Yeah, time. yeah. No, this would be great. Well, Steve, thank you so much for coming back on and giving us five great minutes. We're glad we Anytime got to plug this happy. for you. Yeah, and we're glad we All got right. to plug this for you. And like we said, little, stay tuned because right after we take a quick break, we will be playing the song "Miracle Man." So do come back because then it's time to meet the littles. Hi, this is Bob Sproul from Pittsburgh, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Your best bet in podcast entertainment. Your life just waiting on a miracle. I'm your miracle man. 
All right, Littles, as promised, we are being played in this episode by Mark Bryan from Hootie and the Blowfish with the Screaming Trojans. And this song is called Miracle Man, written by Steve Lipton. I'm going to just shut up so you can actually listen to the song. Just head on out to Ramshead Tavern this weekend if you can. And as always, we'll play the full song, Miracle Man, at the end of the podcast. all you loyal littles it's now time to meet the littles and another fun one for you today roxy yep please welcome to the podcast tracy tran hey tracy how's it going hey guys all right so you said you've heard a few of these episodes so you know what we do here we're just going to turn it over to you introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there tell us something you want us to know yeah so my name's tracy been a loyal little for a long time Actually, it's been like since sixth grade. I don't know when was that, like 1996, in the mid-90s. I was just, so to speak, on that front of it. So in the mid-90s, I'm a DC sports fan all my life, except for the episode where I was a Chicago Bulls fan because of Michael Jordan and such. But for most of my uh, lifetime, I've been a DC sports fan. My actual job, I'm a, actually a recruiter and sorcerer. So basically, I just find people place them on the job. So I'm just a headhunter of some sort. I know that's a terrible term to use, but... Uh, you can just put it that way. Yeah, so I am actually a national season ticket holder as well. I didn't go to the games this year because I'm kind of a family person. I actually babysit my niece every once in a while. So that's why I've been a little bit hesitant going to sure. games this year and such. Although I did travel to Las Vegas and Scottsdale last week for work. So that kind of threw out the window. So <laughs> I, it's opened up for me in my case anyway. Yeah. And so on my fun times, I'm actually intrigued by claw machines and arcade games. I it started a couple years ago when my nephew was adamant of trying to get a Bulbasaur. And we were trying to find research and trying to find what's the best way to throw it at Blockbusters. And I found a bunch of like arcade YouTubers. And that made me hook into these uh, like claw games, reaching to my inner kid side of things. So <laughs> yeah, that's basically my life. <laughs> right. All right. Well, that's let's awesome. back up. So where did you grow up? You grew up in the D.C. area? Yeah, I'm actually born and raised in Fairfax, and I still live in Fairfax. Oh, wow. Oh, nice. That's fantastic. And did you go away to school or anything like that? No, I basically went to high school in Fairfax, Fairfax High School, went to George Mason in Fairfax. Oh, okay. So I haven't gone anywhere since. Uh, now, just to let you know, I do travel on occasion, but yeah, that's most of my life has been here in the Fairfax, D.C. area. Gotcha. And how did you like George Mason? What did you major in? I majored in management, uh, basically focused on human resources. And also, I was going to minor in film and media studies. And I was going to get that minor, except like one of the classes I took, the dean of that decided that was more focused on literature than film. So they took that class away. So they, didn't, they couldn't count. And so I took that away. So I just only have a major in management. Okay. okay. I asked because George Mason was one of my choices for grad school, actually. I didn't know too much about it, but my advisor from my college went there for undergrad. Mm. So he recommended it. And I just honestly never ended up going to grad school. So <laughs> kind of took that <laughs> off the plate. So now you said you're DC sports fan all across the board. and Except for Michael Jordan, which I have uh, to say, who wasn't a fan of Michael Jordan? Right. Who's mean, not? Well, I mean, I'm, sure, exactly. <laughs> I'm sure there's some people that were annoyed by it because they won how many? They won Repeat for sure. I don't remember that, like, stats. I just know he was amazing, and yeah. I followed him and loved him in Space Jam and all of that. I'm bringing <laughs> oh, let's that not get back, back to, to Space the Jam. table. <laughs> Did you see Space Jam, the new one? Uh, I haven't seen the new one yet. i seen the original. Yeah. Okay. I was good. I, I seen the trailer of it. I mean, that seems, like, way too Warner-esque. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just way too corporate chill on that one. Yeah. So, I'm not sure second one so now you said you're a season ticket holder so is baseball your favorite sport yeah i would say baseball is my favorite sport uh, to watch my favorite sport to play is basketball but my favorite sport to watch is baseball because you go to a ball game you see something different each time yeah so. sure yeah. yeah absolutely so what was that like the world series season gotta ask world series champions oh it was insane because I, as you know the 1931 record that the nationals had like uh, it was 
kind of doom and gloom and such. And then I I decided like around Memorial Day and saying I just enjoyed the ball game. Mm-hmm. Just enjoy it. Just going to the ballpark because it's much fun. And then that's when they were starting winning at the time. And then I think everything was starting to pick up. Yeah, October was just insane. The wild card game against Milwaukee was probably the most oh. insane game I've ever been to. Like, absolutely, it, it was the first eight innings was just nothing. Right. Uh, Milwaukee was had the lead like three to one. There was the one homer by Trey Turner. The Strasburg was dealing, but there was no offense. And then the bottom of the eighth, like everything went haywire. Oh, that error! And <laughs> went under yeah, his glove. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, it was just the one of the craziest scenes I've ever been to. And probably the best game I went to. And then there's a clip of me on cut four of Cespedes Barbecue on this one. And just to let you know, Cespedes Barbecue, they do uh, baseball blogging for MLB and Fox now these days. Mm. Yeah, so I was there with them. And yeah, like seeing what's going on in the action. So you saw me in real time, uh, if you saw the video on cut four, me of uh, the real time reaction of what happened during like the uh, bottom of the eighth. Oh, wow. That's kind of cool. So now, were you at the games this last weekend of this year against the Red Sox? I was not. You no, weren't. Oh, that's right, because you said you haven't been going yeah. because of COVID. Right, gotcha. Oh, well, I just wanted to say on, on behalf of the Red Sox, we thank you for not showing up this oh, last oh. week. We're both Red Sox fans here, so. No, we showed up. The issue is the bullpen sucks. Yeah, well, so okay. All right, there's that. <laughs> that's true. That rookie... That was amazing. What do you uh, do? You remember his name? The last day, you had that rookie pitch, and he did like six innings, and he had like oh, eight oh, strikeouts. Oh, oh, yeah, Yohan Adon. Right, yeah. Adon. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So that's something promising for you all yeah. to look forward to. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Oh, yeah. I think in the near future, I think it's promising for the Nationals. I feel a bit comfortable about our future. It's just being to fix the bullpen. I mean, yeah, in the pitching staff, and that's basically it. I mean. Uh, the office looks pretty good. The de- uh, the pitching side of things, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Isn't well, that always the case? I mean, we have the same problem, so we we feel you. We definitely do. We we got lucky in that game against the Yankees. The bullpen came through for yeah. us, but I was not thinking it was going to go well when it was just 3-1 for the longest time, and it was just like, ay. But uh, anyway. <laughs> All right, so now let's get into Tony. Now, how I'm assuming, I know you're local, so that makes sense, but you said you've been listening to him since you were in sixth grade. Is that what you said? Yeah, so I, I read his articles like beforehand, but the first time I listened to Tony was actually at a school bus. So actually, I remember it was like during March Madness because I remember the NCAA tournament uh-huh. and I wanted to listen to the NCAA tournament if there was any basketball going on so I can I can overhear that onto the bus ride. But instead, I got Tony Kornheiser talking <laughs> in the school bus and I was kind of crushing it. And then later on, did some research and said, oh, he also has a radio show. So, and then has been a listener ever since. Oh, that's great. And you're a PTI fan, I assume? I am. Okay. And so how did you like the uh, 20th anniversary episode? I really like it. I, I really enjoy it. I, I know the behind the scenes stuff. I, I've been to the PTI studios once, oh, okay. uh, almost 10 years ago, actually. Nice. Yeah. And I expect as it is, um, a fun group, a very smart group. The only couple issues I had was that I wish they had talked about a little bit more about George Michael because I'm in the DCA. You know that George Michael had the show called Full Court Press, and he had Robot and Tony, and, and some of the elements came from PTI, came from the local show here in, wow. in DC. And also, I wish to talk about more of the blackout episode uh, back in 2003. That was my favorite PTI episode where actually Michael, if you remember the opening, Michael Wilbon was doing, like he did himself as the intro, talking to himself and such. And then I think Bob Ryan came in to fill in and Tony was in New York for an assignment, I believe, for Dream Job. And then during five good minutes when the blackout happened, Tony came in and Michael and Tony were arguing about which city is better because Chicago didn't have a blackout and <laughs> Tony talking about, the, about all the blackout. It was like the weirdest argument I remember on it. And Bob Ryan was in the, in the middle, like shocking on what the hell is going on. So I wish so much we could go back and watch some of those. I did yeah. not see that episode. I'm sure I was in Canada at that time. I was in Ottawa. So as we know, they don't really air PTI. They have that one channel. We actually just had Ron St. Amant on recently, and he was explaining how they don't carry ESPN up there. So they have to watch it on one of their sports channels, but they only air it, I guess, once, Mm -hmm. you know, a day or whatever. I don't, but I definitely didn't see that episode. And there's other episodes back in like, you know, there's just some historic ones that you'd like to go back and see what their picks were or whatever. But that one would have been cool. I was stuck in the middle of Broadway this here in New York on a park bench 
for the entire night of the blackout. And I love hearing different stories about the blackout. So knowing that there's an episode of PTI dedicated basically to this blackout. Now, I want to find it now. And that That's was because so cool. you couldn't get your car out, right? Because the yeah, it was so electric. I, w- I was here taking dance classes and I was in middle school, high school at the time. So my parents were in, were here with me. We had checked out of the hotel in the morning. I went to take my dance classes. The car was in the parking garage, which they use elevators right. to get the cars in and out. So we didn't have a hotel room. We didn't have our car and we were stuck on a park bench in the middle of Broadway. It was... Wow. A crazy night, but like I love hearing stories about that, so I would love to know if I could find that episode. That'd be really fun. Yeah. Now you were at PTI for a taping. Yeah. So it was for back. I know I was at, I was doing the national championship game on January. 8th. It was between Alabama and LSU, so I was invited to go there because I was actually I was thanking Tony uh, because uh, beforehand I was participating in the greatest DC sports fan contest. Ooh. Oh, nice. uh, I was competing with 10 other people. And just to let you know on the contestants, I was the only person of color in that event. And there was one woman there in that. So wow. uh, I didn't win it. I didn't have the great memorabilia at that time <laughs> because I was so young at that time. But yeah, I wanted to thank Tony. So I wanted to uh, visit to this studio and then like shower with gifts. And most of my gifts would come, come from Costco. And uh, <laughs> I, remember, I remember Tony saying, I won't eat a cake from a tire place. That's the only thing I remember about my trip there. So, but everyone enjoyed the food and such, and they they gave me the like the tenth anniversary of the PTI sweatshirt, and then nice. uh, yeah, yeah, the taping was very cool. Surrounded, I it was him and Wilbon that day. Yeah, Wilbon was actually there. I was kind of surprised that Wilbon was actually yeah, right. there. So, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, the whole crew was there. So. Oh, that's great. Cool. Because we've had we've heard many stories where they show up and like I think it was KJ I think she's been to like three or four and I think she still has not ever seen Wilbon there yeah for a taping yes yeah. <laughs> I, I lucked out on that one so. yeah for sure well you definitely lucked out because we've never gotten to do that that's something mm-hmm. we I've always wanted to do and I unfortunately I don't know that they'll ever do it again. Uh, maybe someday, but we'll see. But we got to get Uncle Tony back into the back studio in first. The studio, yeah. Uh, all right, and now you're down there. So, did you ever get to chatter? I did. I did for a few times. Yeah, I oh, was. Great. I, I went to chatter the once when we had the the little uh, the jingle fest. So. Ah, okay. Cool. So, so, have you been to all the jingle fest or just that one? No, I've been to a few. I didn't go to the first one or the last one. Previously, I've been to like the last four or five uh, Jingle Fest. Oh, wow. People know me as the one who taped the, the live stream, who put the live stream of the whole show. Oh. So there are tapes of my, there are live streams of it on my YouTube page. So there's, I think there, it was from a couple of years ago. So you can take a look into those from past performances. So if you see me in the camera, like during Jingle Fest, that's me taping, the, uh, doing the live stream taping the whole show so. oh wow that's great and at the end we'll make sure we plug that so if people want to go to your youtube page we can yeah. find you and stuff like that so actually tracy we yeah. already need to take a quick break you can stick around right yeah i can stick around okay great all right we'll be right back with meet the littles you're listening to the loyal littles podcast on the wtfc podcast network Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. We are lucky enough to be here with Tracy Tran. We're learning all about your Tony fandom, and it's great. And we found out that you're the behind-the-scenes guy for the Jingle Fest, it sounds like, and the live streaming and all that, which is fantastic. So we thank you for that, because I appreciate. I know you didn't do it this year, right? No, I didn't. No. Okay. Uh, but I we appreciated the those of us that couldn't get to Jingle Fest this year that they actually did a live stream thing this year so we could at least kind of see what was going on. So I got to see some of it. We've got to get down to one of them live sometime because we know we're missing out. Let's just put it that way. Now, have you ever had an email read on the show? Yeah, several of them. Like back in in the gold, the glory days, back in like in the two thousands and the early twenty tens. The only memorable one. I can think of was actually uh, the Jim Zorn's one. I call him like the the Zornado because he had a <laughs> bunch of fishing names like the Zorn Store, the Zornado. That was one I remember that. And then the other email I remember was John Junior Feinstein's email about coffee because he was a co- a huge coffee drinker and just uh, mentioned about that and he wasn't very happy about that. So that's the one I remember the most. And who would you say is your favorite like? I guess we call them third chair, fourth chair of the bigs. Who's your favorite like co-host? 
yeah, I really like Gary giving his pokes in. So mm-hmm. I, I love that. And then David Aldrich, I really like him and his point of view. And he actually, like in his in the video show, he actually shows more personality than any of his TV appearances. So which is sure. kind of strange in that one. And then I also like to poke uh, with uh, Liz Clark because I remember the story that Liz Clark hates Canada, and the sole reason she hates Canada was. The Anne Murray song "Snowbird," <laughs> and and that song makes her angry on Canada on everything, on such. I poke her many times when I meet her about the Anne Murray story. <laughs> That's great. And now I know you said you've been to quite a few Jingle Fest. Now, are you a jingle writer at all? No, God, no. <laughs> <laughs> I have some idea. I'll, I'll probably contribute to one lyric, but other than that. I don't play instrument, and I'm not a singer, and also not like a full lyric contributor. So I'll, so no, I'll, I'll probably contribute to one line, but other than that, you yeah, contribute nothing. to enjoying the jingles, though. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Well, this has been great. We appreciate the time. We're almost out of time. Now, we pride ourselves on our fun, dumb questions. Is that okay if we get into some of those? Oh, go ahead. All right, Roxy, what do you got? Okay, I got one. Who would play you in a movie of your life? Oh, God. Oh, (laughs) actually, I would say Andrew Fung. If you you know the show Kim's Convenience, he plays Kim Chi. So, yeah, I would say Andrew Fung. Cool. Okay. If you were guaranteed to be successful in a different profession, what would you want to do? You know what? I would actually be either a, like a arcade owner or a knickknack owner. Like own a store, like a bunch of knickknacks. Like people randomly try to buy stuff. Like the number one hat, like a beer can with the straws, like some weird items to that. I would like to like sell those and like tell my stories and such. Like like uh, a souvenir store. Like, yeah, so more, yeah, more of a souvenir store. Like cool. just like selling those and then just tell stories on each one of them because I I just find that very fascinating. Uh huh. Okay. That's a good answer. If you could travel anywhere in the world, I know you travel for a living, but or for your job sometimes. But if you could travel anywhere, where would it be? You, know, I would I actually would travel to Paris and actually go into if you remember the before series before Sunrise. I believe that's the movie. So Before Sunrise, where Julie Delpy and Ethan Hawke's characters go, I want to take that train ride. So I go, I will fly to Paris and then take the train ride to wherever they went to. I believe from Vienna to Paris. Cool. Actually, yeah. So I would, I would say go to Vienna first because that's where they originally met and then go to the train ride to Paris to experience the Ethan Hawke, Julie Delpy experience. Gotcha. Nice. All right. I'm going to go deep on you. Would you rather be the best player on a team that always loses or the worst player on a team that always wins? Oh, the worst player that always wins. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm totally fine being stuck. I, at least I have some contribution to it. Sure. To win. Yeah. Sure. Okay, what was your favorite toy growing up? Oh, wow. I just remember like during one summer, because we had a Toys R Us like a couple blocks away, mm-hmm. we bought a bunch of board games. And I was fascinated with like the variety of board games uh, my brother brought out. I can tell you one of them was the Trump board game. We bought that one. I remember that one clearly, but uh, I know that's a terrible answer to now these days. So <laughs> I'm not going to. Uh, but the, I think the one game I really like was, I think, Trouble. I believe that's the game where you like you push the, push the, the thing in. Into yes. The little dome and- yeah, the dome and it rolls the yeah. dice. I yeah, loved so- that game. Can we get back to this? Yeah. There was a Trump yeah. board game? <laughs> yeah, that was a Trump board game. Like, yeah, my brother bought it, and it was basically was similar to Monopoly, uh-huh. but... Uh, I've never yeah, heard it of was, this. I don't remember how it was, but uh, I remember we had that game. That's we had so that funny. board game. I mean, it obviously wasn't uber successful or anything here, because... <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, I haven't heard of it, yeah. <laughs> never, I didn't even know that. That's that's amazing. That's well, maybe funny. it was... So it wasn't anything with the show. What was that show? You're fired, that whole thing? Was that The Apprentice? I don't even know. Is that the... No, it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't... Yeah, it wasn't part of the impress, but oh, it wasn't did, part of that. That was okay. a game show. Yeah, that was a game show similar to the board game. No, right. No, I knew. Uh, yeah, yeah. I thought maybe it was a board game based on that. Right. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. But I yes, had no idea. Trouble is a great game. Yes. The more important part yeah. of that is Trouble is a great game. Yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, Trouble is a great game. Yes. All right. Hey, if you give give me a team, because this is interesting, because you're all Washington area sports. Now, give me a team or franchise, college or pro, that isn't one of your personal favorites, but you really respect from afar. So if we're going currently, Shohei Otani, because he can pitch and hit. Right. Uh, also, he's Asian as well, so mm-hmm. there's a certain pride to it, like a certain Asian pride that yeah. he's done it. Yeah, and also if we're talking about Asian players as well, there's Tommy Pham because he's sure. Vietnamese. 
that's why I appreciate him the most. Uh, playing, I think he's currently playing for the Padres. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. Well, I'm gonna hopefully he signs somewhere else. Hopefully in DC, so I can get a Tommy Pham jersey. So, <laughs> nice. All right, what do you got, Roxy? If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? What sport? Okay, I mean, there's a couple of them. I mean, there's curling, three on three basketball intrigues me as well yeah. because I can just shoot it from the outside. Now, was that new this year? Yeah, that's new. That was- yeah, that was new this year. That's yes. what I thought. Okay, because I had never seen it before. But yeah, I enjoyed watching some of that. It was interesting. Yeah, so if I had a sport, it would be handball. Uh, oh. Just, that's just throwing the ball, trying, trying to throw the net behind the line. They have, like, jump over, like jump to the line and just throw it to the net. Yeah. I just find that intriguing. There's some athleticism to it. I'm not athletic, per se, but there's some cool things you can do with a handball and such. So I would say handball. <laughs> You know, and you brought up curling. Curling has been a popular one on this show. Yeah. It's so interesting, but that's cool. You've got some summer Olympics. You've got some winter Olympics in there. So, and what do you prefer, real mayo or Miracle Whip? For my Asian sake, because we have the bun me sandwich, real mayo. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What reality show do you think you'd be the best on? Well, I don't look good at heels, so I won't be good in drag race. Um... (laughs) Okay. I mean, don't knock it till you try it. I mean. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. I'm just thinking all these reality shows. Um, There's so many nowadays. Yeah. That's the crazy part. I'll probably see Big Brother. Okay. Cool. I mean, I've been stuck in the house for one and a half years, so <laughs> right. 39 days is nothing. <laughs> that's, that's a good that's point. That's really true. Now, it's interesting because most of the listeners know Roxy and I are big fans of Survivor, but... We hate bugs, we hate snakes, we hate spiders, all these things that go along with Survivor. And I don't know if I could go 39 days without a shower. I think I'd be voted off Well, like you just go one. into the ocean and rinse That's off. Th- I guess, but... I mean, but no, the, the funny thing is, we don't watch Big Brother. But mm. a lot. some people have said, well, if you like Survivor, but not the elements, then Big Brother's the show for you. Because, right. But we've never even watched it. Yeah. So I don't really know much about it. I guess it is... I've it, been curious about it. I think it... I guess it's just like Survivor, but you're in a house mm. instead of like on an island or yeah. something. I don't know. There's some similar elements to it, but yeah, like Survivor, you'd have to deal with like the outdoor elements. Sure. Yeah. Big Brother, you're just stuck in a house with other people living with mm-hmm. and such. So. Yeah. Which wow. that can be troublesome and challenging on its own, you know. Sure. Being stuck in a house with people. Yeah. Now, are you a music fan? Somewhat. Okay. If you hosted Saturday Night Live, who would you want to introduce as your musical guest? Well, I was going to say Roxette, but Marie Fredrickson passed away last year. So that's uh, wanted to, because that's one of my favorite bands. For a living band, I actually wanted to introduce Local H. Okay. Uh, actually, they're a Chicago band. There's, if you know the song Bound from the Floor, in the mid '90s, that was them, but they have done uh, bigger hits. But that's the most recognizable mm-hmm. song, mm-hmm. and that's the song with the word "copacetic" in it. So, so I would introduce Local H. It's just a simple two-man band. So, cool. just oh, walking nice. it out. Okay, cool. <laughs> nice. Well, listen, Tracy, we're almost out of time, so we really appreciate you coming on the Loyal Littles podcast. Now, is there anything we can plug for you? What was this? You were talking about your YouTube channel, right? Yes, yeah, so I have a YouTube channel. My personal channel, just go search Tracy Tran. Do a bunch of videos on personal stuff. I'm mostly doing personal videos, basically on my adventures. I'm, actually, this month, I'm going to do a bunch of videos on posted on Sunday on my adventures in the West Coast, in Las Vegas, and Scottsdale, on that front of it. And also, I have a second YouTube channel called Claw by Claw. Basically, I commentate people's uh, claw machine plays online on that front. and also i have a tiktok call by call by the same name and such and also you can find me on twitter at tracy tran wow that's great nice. so i this whole claw thing it just intrigues me because i i don't know I, I feel like i'm pretty good at it but then so do you know a lot about them i mean is it mostly set up the strength of the claw and stuff like that yeah so it's basically set up by the owner so it yeah. depends on how they set up the strength of the claw because most of these claws like you see if you go out there they're mostly by payout because, of course, they need to make profit from it. Well, but, of course, sure. Yeah, for the most part, they're on that front of it. But like for some, there's some real legit skill claw machines like you can win yeah. and such. Now, there's a topic I did not think we would ever get into on the Loyal Littles podcast. So this is, <laughs> this is why we do this, yeah. Roxy. I mean, this is great. So, well, thanks again. We really appreciate the time, Tracy. Thank you very much, guys. All right, all you Loyal Littles, we'll be right back. This is Santa. You're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. 
it's never too early to get into the holiday spirit, especially if you're on the nice list like Roxy. Ho, ho, ho! Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast. And that was so great. I mean, to hear from Santa this early. Now, I broke some protocol there, Roxy, yeah. because I think we, Roxy, this is amazing. We're coming up on a year. We've kind of touched upon some of these topics for the holidays. And I believe last year when we did something like this, I very clearly announced that I do not start listening to anything Christmas, no Christmas music until the day after Thanksgiving. That's my policy. Right. But it was a pleasure to break policy this one time because for that Santa, I'll break protocol. That's all I'm going to say. So thank you, Lee Gordon, for that. Ho, ho, ho! Merry Christmas, everyone! Ho, ho, ho! Wait, Roxy, who the hell is that? I think I know. Wait! No, it's me, Santa, from the North Pole! A.K.A. A- Sully from Boston! <laughs> Tiny Chuck's in the house! Holy crap! You didn't see that coming! It's been a- No, I did not see that coming. We thought maybe someone might be popping on, but we weren't sure. Holy cow. So good to have you back. It's What's been, it been two months. Uh, not quite two months this time, but <laughs> it's been close. It's, it's getting up there. It's getting up there. He's so <laughs> glad to up. have you on. Obviously, we're in great moods. I don't even know where to begin. I don't want to go too much into this because we, you know, we're trying to be an impartial podcast here. We know there are a lot of Red Sox fans that listen to our podcast, but we don't want to turn it into that. Yeah. So um, congratulations to the Red yeah, Sox fans and to the, to the Tampa Bay Rays fans. It oh, was a good try. Roxy, stop. That's just me. <laughs> Burn. Yeah. So I mean, listen, sh- these games were good games. They were good they games. They were close. I mean, yeah. They that were, 13 inning something. Yeah, yeah. Oh, they're They're wow. great games. So we're just going to leave it at that. We're obviously we're in good spirits and... This is, it's house money as far as I'm concerned, because I did not anticipate any of this. We're very scrappy. Yeah. So anyway, I hope everyone's enjoying the baseball. So let's more get to come. Yeah, more to come for us. So That's hopefully right. there's more to come for you other fans, whoever you're rooting for. And let's get into some of these emails and all that stuff that we promised everyone in the first segment we would get to. So we're going to start, though, with a tweet from Smitty Scoop. Now, I'm going to tread lightly with this, Roxy, Mm -hmm. okay, because there's been Mm -hmm. a lot of chit-chat on Twitter about this, Mm -hmm. okay? I'm just going to say it. It says, at times like this, words cannot adequately express how much I miss at Speaking of Tangents and at Midwest Buys Pod. I don't know how to feel about this. I need guidance. Perhaps at Loyal Little's Pod can add an Oreo segment. And he attached a picture of these new kind of Oreos. Well, they're not new because I think they've been out before, but they're apple cider donut Oreo cookies. I've only seen them this year. Oh, you have only seen them this year. But I I also wouldn't be surprised if they've been out before. Okay. All right. So I tweeted a picture. You happened. Did one of the girls have these at rehearsal? Yeah, they they just happened to appear in our little waiting area. And we have candy. We have snacks. We have everything. And they just appeared one day. And so I ended up trying one. Okay. So we don't we're not we don't want to step on any toes here. Uh We're not going to do a whole Oreo segment or anything like that. We just, I tweeted out the picture of you and I teased it by saying, let's see if she liked him or not. So what's the verdict? So I didn't really know what to think. I didn't love them, but I didn't hate them either. I don't really know what I was biting into. Well, it was a cookie. No, I know that, but it it, it, it kind of reminded me of... Ho, ho, ho. (laughs) It kind of reminded me of the flavor of watermelon. That Oh. Well, they also have a watermelon Oreo. No, I know. But supposedly. if you bite into an actual watermelon right. and then you bite into like a watermelon Jolly Rancher, right. for instance, it's very different flavors. Right. So it almost seemed like they were trying to create a flavor and I don't know if they got it right. Okay. Fair enough. It so, was fine. I ate it because yeah. I was hungry. <laughs> right. So, you know, I'm... I, so... I won't ask how you eat. Well, you showed us in the video. You just bit into it. You didn't yeah. like, separate it. Everyone was making fun of me right. how I ate it. <laughs> Of course they were. Now, Chuck, where do you fall on this? Are you okay with these crazy flavors for Oreos? Well, it's funny you should say that because I actually just a couple of days ago bought an apple cider donut. Mm-hmm. Oh. And it was great. I loved it. And okay. I think it's a, I think it's like an Oktoberfest German thing, maybe? Yeah, sure, sure. Okay, so I don't know, like, for the cookie part, is the cookie... The cookie is like the, the vanilla. Filling. Yeah, it's, it's a vanilla the cookie vanilla. and the filling. The, okay. Yeah, yeah, it's the filling that's... <sighs> the flavor so and i just really i didn't really it, get you? it i would try one i don't think i could pull the trigger on buying a whole box of them because yeah. i don't think i would want to eat more than like one or two mm-hmm. right especially if i didn't like love it but i've tried some of the other 
flavors yeah they're like just going for it on any kind of combination they can come up with seems yeah. like making, yeah. making a cookie of it <laughs> all right let's move on and we had an email i've been avoiding this the whole episode and it's long enough i've avoided it as long as i could we had an email from cool on claire and she says chuck I didn't question your use of, quote, racehorsing instead of horse racing in Lori Asaya's episode because I'd already sent you a rumba rumba correction and didn't want to be that emailer. But you said it again with George Mallet. I feel like we're in an episode of Fringe where the alternate Earth is almost like the real one, but just a teeny bit different. Please don't inspire me to write anymore. I really am sick of hearing my name. <laughs> Well, maybe, Claire, sometimes we do these things so you will write in because we're not sick of hearing your name. No, all right, I got to come clean on this. I didn't even, well, Roxy, you didn't correct me. So, I mean, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus here, too. That's fine. But it just rolled off the tongue, I guess, to the point where I didn't even realize. And we, I know we've heard from quite a few. I know Kim Wilson was one of the first ones after the email came in. Kim Wilson, two L's, to say something about it. And she wanted to know if this was like a, a uh, regional Northeast, thing. Yeah. Like, was it a soda versus pop kind of thing I think right. is what she was getting at and I don't think that's the case I'd like to say there is but I don't think so I think I'm just an idiot so no I, I wouldn't say that I think it is Chuck a, no comment I think it is a Chuckism <laughs> however a Chuckism. however I knew where you were going and what well, you were I trying to say. I think everybody knew where I was going so... and what I was trying to say, but it was <laughs> well, wrong. Well, I'm trying to help you out here. Oh, okay. Well, that's nice of you. you know. That's sweet. You don't stick up for me. I got it. No, <laughs> I live with you. <laughs> I hear these things all the time. I've just learned to Chuck's embrace them. <laughs> all right. Well, let's move on. Now, you have the next thing. Now, fly the first on thing, a wall. First thing we want to do before we forget, and we should have done this at the top of the show, actually, is we want to remind everyone there is a big event besides the Steve Lipton playing in Annapolis this weekend. Yes. There is another thing. So, Roxy, you got that, right? Uh, yes. This is uh, Bob Walsh shared a link, and it is a reminder to all New England Littles, Summer of Littles, random gatherings. Join Sully and the Bob Walsh at Treehouse Brewery in Charlton, Massachusetts on October 16th from 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. All right. So don't forget that. That's our first Summer of random Littles gatherings. random gathering. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that's celebrated. Anyone that can get there, Please do. Have a great time. Take some pictures. Tweet some pictures. Have a Sam Adams for me. <laughs> I don't wink, think wink. that will be happening, Roxy. <laughs> All right. And next we heard from Brendan in Jersey again. And again, he's one of these that is going back and I love it. And he finally got to the Jason Fuse episode, mm -hmm. Voice Like Butter. Mm -hmm. And he actually just tweeted in, I just listened to this the other day and I'm totally with at Jason Fuse in listening to less content during the pandemic. Sounds counterintuitive, but I guess I have so much more freedom working from home that I don't need an escape nearly as much. Now we get that and yeah. we're totally on board mm -hmm. as long as you do still listen to our content. That's all we care about. So <laughs> anyway, um, and you have the next one. This was about George uh, Mallet's episode, right? Yes, this is a tweet from Jenny Robbins, and she says, Oh my stars, this is a true David Aldridge moment. George was my news anchor in North Carolina for years. When TK mentioned his name about the watercolor painting, it didn't even click. But as soon as I heard that voice, I yelled aloud, I know him. Such a great interview. Oh, wow, that's great. Yeah, that's cool. Did she really write, Oh my stars? She did. Isn't that wow. great? <laughs> I don't hear anybody talk like that. Oh, my stars. Alone, I love let that. Let alone write right like that. I love oh, that. I do too. But it's just, so great. You, you oh, don't hear great. that very often. I might steal that and use that in my life now. All right. Oh, my stars. And next we heard we got our wish, Roxy. We, we put out a request out there. And it was Lee Gordon who submitted that picture of the donut but made with spaghetti. Yep kind of thing and yep. and you, as you said we talked about Eric Lonergan saying it needed a meatball in the center all uh -huh. that stuff well we were lucky enough we got a voice memo from Lee Gordon so let's take a listen hey Chuck and Roxy so Chuck you wanted a pronunciation for the spaghetti formed into a donut shape that I posted on my Facebook page I'm calling it a spagnut that may or may not be its official name but that's what I'm calling it all right so that's how we can't call it the official pronunciation but that's how he thinks it should be. It should be. So we're going to go with that. Yeah. So for the Loyal Littles podcast, that is the official pronunciation of that word, which I can't even say it again. Because um, I had no idea. 
All right. And then we have one more, actually. And then we have another topic. So the last one was from Ron, right? Yep. Ron St. Amant. He says, so a follow-up on the Joker's Wild. The original host was Jack Barry of the 21 Quiz Show Scandal. Barry created and hosted beginning in 1972. He died in 1984 and was replaced by Bill Cullen. I believe I had that until cancellation in 86. Now, Chuck, do you remember that show by any chance? Mm, what was it called? The Joker's Wild. No, yeah. never heard of it. Right. Batman? No, no, no. It had nothing to do with Batman. No, it's a game <laughs> show. It was. It came on right after Tic-Tac-Toe. Uh, oh, I remember it, Tic-Tac-Toe. Yeah, was and it, it was... Tic-Tac-Doe? Oh, you're right. Yeah, Tic-Tac-Doe. Right. And it was like the slot machine. It had three big wheels, and the players would have to spin the wheels, and they would land on I different... I love the idea of spinning wheels. Oh, my gosh. It was great. All right, so now let's get to our last thing. We got an email from James Cunningham. And he actually sent, he said, Chuck and Roxy, with all this talk about horse racing and names, I got that right, right? Uh Okay. I have to share that in 2021, right before the Kentucky Derby, Pat Ford went back and picked out the best and worst names of horses that ever ran in the Derby. Attached, you will find the list. All right, so we have the 20 best. Now, these are in alphabetical order. I'm just going to rip off a bunch of them. We have Always Dreaming, American Pharaoh, Bold Venture, Boundless, Damascus, Empire Maker, Gunrunner, Jabalaya Jazz, Majestic Prince, Midnight Bourbon, Rising Star, Silver Charm, Sinister Minister. That's a good one. And then (laughs) when I was a kid, Spectacular Bid. I remember that horse so well. And that was one of my favorites. So that's some of the best. Mm -hmm. Now, again, it wasn't all of them, but we have to get to the worst. 20 worse. Oh, boy. (laughs) Now, this is interesting. I'm going to try to say this one. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Wait, wait, no spaces. Because if you count the letters, it it's uses 18. the max, maximum amount of letterage you can have to make it legal. So it's all, it, just, it looks like garbage just all together. It's all t- crunched together. That's what I'm talking about. Love it. All right. Wait. All right. Brace yourselves. Big truck. And the next one is for you, Lori Aseo. It is Daddy Knows Best. No spelled N-O-S-E. Unfortunately, uh, they placed 10th, I think, in the Derby or whatever. As noted above, all names invoking relatives, dad, mom, grandpa, grandma, uncle, aunt, are bad names. Throwing in a bad pun only makes it worse. (laughs) Then we have Dit, Gatch, Green Alligator, Killer Diller, (laughs) Lil E.T. Lil E.T. Lil E.T. Lost Cause, Quasimodo. (laughs) Wait, Quasimodo's cute. I guess. Came in last. (laughs) The exact wrong image to convey, and the poor critter ran down to it. <laughs> Shut up. 1944, placed fourth. Rude. <laughs> Snuzzle. Soup and sandwich. That was from 2013. Oh, I year. loved that one. Uh, yeah, I loved yeah. that one. The clown. TV commercial. Watermelon. Watermelon. There was a Aww. horse named Watermelon placed last. That's adorable. I wonder if Tony would at least like the horse, because we know he doesn't like watermelon. Right. I love watermelon. And then one of the last ones, wool sandals. 1907 placed fifth. Without question, the worst name in Derby history. All connotations are uncomfortable, awkward, itchy, and ungainly. The all-time, what were they thinking horse? Wool sandals? Yeah, I don't know. But (laughs) James Cunningham, that was fantastic. Like I said, I might put the link in our notes because, like I said, I didn't get to all of them. We didn't have time to do them all and read all the comments. And they were really funny. They were really good. So thanks for sending that in. Okay, I got a question. Okay. So I don't know much about the horses, or as they call them, the ponies, right? Mm -hmm. So do people actually bet on anything besides the name of the horse? Like, when you just look, don't you just look at the name and say, yeah, that's a cool name. I'm going to bet on that horse. No, there are stats and stuff. Yeah, you go by the They actually know. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you know, racing forums are really cool to read if you know how to read them. Oh, sure, they put their last 10 starts so you know, oh, well, they placed third, they didn't place in the money, they placed, you know, whatever. And then they even show you the times, things like that, what the track conditions were, because that sometimes... That plays a factor. You know, okay. you'll, if you see like a horse in the last 10 starts came in first and second every time the, the track was sloppy, say. And if it's and if it's raining that day, you might want to bet that horse instead of the other horse who can't run in the slop. Yeah, uh, there's all these different things in the program that you can look up to see. Program? Whoa. See, I would have just... 
I'm just looking at the TV screen and be like, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, the, that jockey silk type flyer. <laughs> <laughs> or yeah, I like that. Yeah, name. like like some people do on the, the NCAA brackets. They're just like, oh, oh sure. I like the name of that team and our uniforms look nice. Well, so. Chuck, I, I'm, I'm guessing you didn't listen to the episode with Lori Aseo, but we actually said, I, I know some people that went with, they'd always pick the one that took the poop on the track before they went into the game. <laughs> <laughs> That's good luck, right? Yeah, right? Isn't a good omen? Well, and there's less weight. Come on. You know, it's like so. Oh. All right, you two. Chuck, thanks for c- surprising us here, Santa. Who's Chuck? This is Santa. <laughs> Come on. Anyway, thanks for coming on. We really appreciate it. Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCPodNet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to iTunes and Apple and give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. Another special thank you to Tracy Tran for coming on and being our Meet the Littles guest today. And Bob Sproul, Kim Wilson, two L's, and Santa, I guess we can say. That's Lee Gordon. Lee Gordon providing us with that nice new bumper jolly. Jolly bumper. Jolly bumper. The jolly bumper. That's good. We really appreciate it. And Chuck, especially if you're, I mean, I, excuse me, and I mean Santa, don't you dare, <laughs> don't you dare forget to. Use the code or you go on the naughty list. No, we showed up. The issue is the bullpen sucks. If you ask podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Aw, Santa! Oh, yeah!